is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increase. People to question slavery. No one had questioned it before we decided as Americans that we are endowed by our creator with unalienable rights and that we are all created equal. Then that birth abolition movements. So you can't teach history. Theory is being taught in our schools. Um, the critical race theory is bunk. Critical race theory is a lie. From the first word to the last, from start to finish, racist critical race theory. Critical race theory. Critical race theory in the schools and the wokeness. Let me tell you right now, critical race theory is bigoted, it is a lie, and it is every bit as racist as the Klansmen and white sheets. He's a Klansman. And he's in white sheets. We have to call racism out when we see it. Stop playing like we don't know what's going on in Florida and what's going on around this country. We're dealing with white supremacy. And Ron DeSantis thinks he's going to ride that culture war all the way to the White House. Now, the donors don't want Ron DeSantis to monkey it up. So he's going to play the culture war. He's going to make sure he ban black studies. He's going to make sure you stay asleep. And the moms of that liberty, those ignorant little white southern bells, they're going to go along with it because they don't want to be woke. In their perfect little white utopia, their children should believe that George Washington was great. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, but those slaves... They was lazy. So that's why they never moved up the economic ladder. You know, dumb shit. Dumb shit. I mean, like earlier in the show, this dumb word salad shit. They don't want their kids reading about how racist their ancestors really were and still is. Because grandma and grandpa and the daughters of, the, of, of liberty, they're racist. They're going to sit down. I'm not racist. You're fucking racist. You don't even realize you're racist. You're so goddamn racist. And that's why Ron DeSantis doing all that racist shit. You gave him a second term. So don't tell me Florida is not racist. Full of racist-ass, backward-ass thinking people. The Proud Boys down there, the Oak Keepers down there, Roger Stone down there. Donald Trump's down there. Florida is a sleep fucking state. They want to stay asleep. They pass all these racist laws, stand your ground, and I can go on, right? Black felonies finally get the right to vote with small criminal records. Ron DeSantis block it. He's getting away with fucking white supremacy, and no one called that shit out. People like Ron DeSantis don't want people woke because they want them to be racist. Yes. They go to these Christian schools and, 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 and they have crops and new crops of racist little white and brown and yellow people who don't understand American history. So they can easily be programmed to be stupid. That's what racism do. And that's why people like Ron DeSantis, very educated man, knows he can play those dumb people for fools. Florida is not great. People fly down there to vacation to have a good time. 
So for some reason, all down that old southern belt, you're going to find Christian fanatics, Christian nationalists, neo-Nazi fascists. And then you go, oh, I mean, all the way towards California, through Texas. Everybody want to ban fucking black history, and you can't say gay. And they always complaining about the border, even when their boy was in charge. And they were so cruel to those poor migrants. They locked them in cages. But you think white folks care? No. These same ones who claim they're Christians talking about, well, we got to do something about that goddamn border because they bringing drugs. They doing this racism. That's why they want new crops of you. So you can vote against your interests and, uh, and everybody else's interests. You can slow down progress while they get rich. Hmm. How dumb are some of these people? Now, I know the past it was pretty racist, but are they really racist like their ancestors used to be? I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to find out. Here's a little bit more CRT. Hey, who wants this? The Negroes in the second part of the wall. They want people to come from Africa. The Mexicans want people. They each stick up for their own kind. The Mexicans want more Mexicans here. It's that way. We're at Mother Emanuel's first. This tragedy has gone in the country talking about racism, especially in the South. So we're going to take a road trip to where Dylan Roof grew up. Along the way, we're going to stop and ask folks, is the South more racist? Have you experienced any racism here as an African-American woman? No. Did you grow up in the South? I grew up in the South. I see a lot of things. I didn't like you know, racism. I didn't like I didn't like people just wanting to color the skin. You listen to that man. He's a black guy. Pretty goddamn dumb. If you don't teach people, they sound. Maybe it's because everybody there. Recently, President Obama said that we need to start getting real about racism and stop stop being so polite. What do you think? He needs to be a president and lead this country and not get involved in these things. We need it to the State House in the Capitol, Columbia, where the Confederate flag is flying and debates are raging. So let's go talk to some folks. Is the South more racist? Uh, South ain't racist. No. If you ask most white people, how often do you think about race? Uh, they would say, I don't. Right. So if you ask black people, how often do you think about race? I think most will say every day. There's all black colleges. There's all black churches. Nobody complains. But if whites have an all black, all white college, all white church, they're racist. I think. My God, have we learned any goddamn thing? This is AJ, a news platform. This is going around the country. Asking, is America racist? Hell yeah, the South is racist. America's goddamn racist. But what gives me, man, white folks, you don't see race because you don't want to admit that you are the racist. It comes from a history of the fact that they had to, because of segregation, they had to establish their own schools and churches. Yeah, African Americans. And everybody got along good back then. Sorry, say that again. Segregation, everybody got along good. Wow. And that's what Ron Santez wants you sleep, because he's sleep. That motherfucker is snoring. He's so goddamn sleep. He don't even realize that 
segregation was not great. Second class, oh, well, you're separate and equal. No, and damn well, when you separate something, it's not equal. But, as long as you sleep. <laughs> So we've reached Lexington. This is where Dylan Roof actually went to high school, and we're going to see who we can talk to around here. Is there a problem with racism out here? Of course yes, it is. So, <laughs> what went on in your mind when you heard about what Dylan did? I, I wasn't surprised. Why? We always knew the kid was messed up, and we knew he was going to do something like that, but we never thought he would actually... Do it like that. Is there a lot of racism in Lexington? Not really. I mean, you have a, it is a good old boy state to classify it. A lot of riots are starting because of racism. Carlson is actually they're they're answering it with class. I want you guys to check them out, man. You can learn something. A little CRT never hurt anyone. I'll be right back. I'm not going to play the whole thing because I don't own that clip. But I want you guys to just listen to when this girl went around the country and as is America still racist, especially in the South? And are they sleep? Even the black guy. And the black lady. I never experienced racism. And the white guy. Hell yeah, niggers had their own goddamn. Segregation is great. Ron DeSantis, the Koch brothers, the Mercers. Think about it. That's what we're fighting. Those people are in their 70s and 80s. And they brought along that old racism. Oh, they got rich along the way and a whole lot richer. And when black folks ask for reparations, Mitch O'Connell, well, it ain't my fault that your ancestor was a slave. I wasn't born. But it is Mitch O'Connell's fault rigging the Supreme Court to take our rights away. So he's hanging on to that racism too. Lindsey Graham lied. Well, we're going to steal the first seat in the Supreme Court, but we're not going to do it again because, you know, it was election time. Next thing you know, when, when they had a shot at it under their leadership of white supremacy, Donald Trump, well, you know, we're going to put Tony Barrett up there. And Tony Barrett shows you she's racist. She accepted the seat. It was an opportunity. She felt privileged for that seat. See? The Confederate Society bunch of educated American lawyers. Instead of doing good, they know the laws. They know the laws of this land, and they can change those laws. Ron DeSantis don't want to teach black history because he's part of the Klan, the old citizen council. They never let go of that civil fucking war. And they teamed up with the Russians. Oh, yes, the fucking Russians. They were so good at bullshitting Americans who are asleep that they told them, you don't have to wear a mask. Go back to work. If your friend dropped dead beside you, get an ultraviolet light and stick it up your ass. Come on. That's how scary America got under Donald J. Trump. Oh, I knew it was going to be a train ride. I said it. I said it the day that son of a bitch was inaugurated for the White House. I was like, nauseating, I mean, to the White House. I didn't say inaugurate. Uh, uh, I can't even get the word out now, see? But anyway, I'm thinking, right? I'm like, wow. Why him? Donald J. Trump, why? Media goes along with the program. 
same old bullshit. But Donald Trump was so bad at being president, so open, brought Russians and shut the door and laugh about how they're going to destroy America. You know? Think about it. Oil men in bed with the Russian oil men. They just bribing the fuck out of them. NRA getting billions of dollars. Barack Obama, he, you know, Barack Obama hands were tied because he couldn't believe that that was white people willing to destroy their country because they was angry because he was president. See why Michelle couldn't wait to get the fuck out of that White House. And to prove that America was so racist and sleep, a bunch of racist-ass white people put Donald Trump in the White House. And they were so good at their racism, they rubbed the rubber-stamped their racism with Mike Pence, a homosexual, ass-kissing, conservative Christian who won't leave his woman's side because he might be sucking a dick in a corner somewhere. And didn't give a fuck if he got... That's how much bitch... You know the word bitch? Bitch. It's him. Should put it on a t-shirt. Bitch. He's such a bitch, he can't come forward and defend his constitution. Hell, they was going to hang his ass. Hang Mike Pence. And that motherfucker still so proud to be a conservative white nationalist that he did not turn his back on his party. He's trying to get the cokes to back him up. Once again. So, this whole thing about sleep, I'm going to go continue. Check um, AJ, um, the, the reporters are great. But when I want to, the reason the Republican Party donor class wants to run Ron DeSantis at, to the presidency, because, see, Donald Trump is way too reckless. And Donald Trump exposed them for who they are. And now they want to try to clean the image up with Ron DeSantis. But Ron DeSantis is passing racist laws that they love in Florida. Now, you think Ron DeSantis is going to be gut president of the United States? Oh, he's trying. But the threat that we got to wake up to is Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump on the same goddamn ticket. Mayor Garland, the Justice Department is not going to bring charges. Because let me tell you something. Christian nationalists, fascists, southern segregationists, and... And, and conservatives and just plain old Democrat who don't give a fuck about minorities. They're just playing the game. It's going to slow down the investigation. It's already been two and a half years. Um, it's going to be after 2024, 25 when we're in war with the world. Um, when they're going to say, oh, well, you know, there was collusion and, and, and the Republican Party is a threat. But by that time, we ain't going to have a country. Man, the weakness to, for this country is their fucking racism. That's it. America it cannot move forward until we address this racism. And you need to teach real history in this country because we didn't know that there was senators and representatives willing to overthrow democracy. America first, the Christian right. The Democrats who turned themselves into Dixocrats because they didn't want blacks to have civil rights. You know, we don't teach that. We teach that Charles Lindbergh flew around the world and he was a hero. 
We didn't find out that Charles Lindbergh was a fucking Nazi. And you're still not telling us that there's Nazis in, in Florida and Texas. Southern segregation is willing to separate the Union because they're fighting their great, 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 grandpappy's racist fucking war. You know, I know people have went to jail for less. And got more time for less. Steve Bannon is out walking around for more. These people who get all of this time in prison for bullshit, like, say, um, um, let me pick some of my, oh, R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. You blow that 20 years, 10 years. OJ, fucking 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. Oh, what OJ did was kind of fucked up, but he didn't do it. Who know who did it? But I'm telling you one thing, he paid a price. But OJ didn't learn nothing. He's still down there in Florida, kissing that white ass. I mean, he didn't learn anything. And what I'm saying is, that's how it works, man. Steve Bannon fucked up the country, tried to overthrow democracy. Him and Roger Stone, the Koch brothers, the Mercers, I'm calling them out. Fox News owners, Tucker Carlson, straight up a fascist. All of these motherfuckers pushing this white nationalist Nazi agenda right in front of our faces. And yet, American media, whether ask people dumbass questions. Why do you think Ron DeSantis is Because he is a racist. I'll be right back. Now, you want to know how old this culture war goes back? Say, 1950s, okay? When the black soldiers got tired of being fucked over. And the younger kids back then was like, fuck this. You know, Emmett Till dead. We're not going to take this shit anymore. We Americans, we believe in this country. But see, J. Edgar Hoover and the Citizen Council and the fascists that lived in the North they didn't want black folks to have rights. They was pissed off about black kids going to white schools. That's why we have all these dumb white kids coming out of these private-ass Christian schools. Now, they tried to say that the civil rights movement was wrapped up into communism. Like, folks, we don't believe in communism. We believe in reparations for our ancestors. I believe in social capitalism. I don't believe in capitalism without socialism. I don't believe in socialism without capitalism. See, but people like Ron DeSantis, won't you sleep? And there's a lot of black people out there sleep too because they get confused because, you know, they want to believe in this bullshit called American dream. And when you see black kids get pissed off, they're not going to take it no more in 1950s. They had to fight for that shit in the 60s just to see it dwindle away slowly in the 20th and 21st century. We're going backwards because white Americans with money knows how to play dumbass Americans who are asleep, even black ones. I want you guys to listen to an old film that was made in, back in the 60s 
when the civil rights movement was going on, early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. And white America tried to use propaganda, misinformation to squash the civil rights movement. You know, black folks were tired of being lynched, murdered. Fucking 250 years, now 300 years, 400 years. How, 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 you know, goddamn, we are patient. thing well, when we're in trouble we can sing our asses off huh we gotta sing because i gotta sing something because if i don't sing i'm gonna kill me a motherfucking cracker and all the shit gonna be blown up we're gonna act the fool but i gotta sing because this racism man i'm fed to fuck up gotta sing but see white folks that's communism all black folks want to stop being murdered. And guess what? You still haven't got that goddamn fucking message. Out of all the motherfucking videotapes of black men being murdered by white cops, you were freaked the fuck out when black cops kill a black man. Oh, my God. Can you believe that shit? Not knowing that them guys working for the system. That was something we read about in our newspapers that was always happening in other countries. Perhaps the people in other countries had just reasons to riot against their governments. After all, many of the nations of the world are dictatorships in one form or another. What business was it of ours anyway? Newsworthy, perhaps, but it could never happen here. Then, in the summer of 1964, Widespread rioting and looting suddenly broke out in Harlem, in Rochester, in Newark. You notice how they play in that game, right? See, we're the enemy. See, that's how white supremacy with sleep white people sounds. Oh, my God, the niggers rising up. Even some black folks. Oh, my God, those niggers rising up. Even some Spanish folks. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up Spanish. What I'm saying is, even the Asian man, you know, you by now, you know, crazy shit. You can stamp something onto to a label of people. Lazy, worthless, have out, you know, baby, um, mama's having babies out of wedlock, right? All of that shit is racist. Because the reason that woman having babies out of wedlock, you fucking had breeding farms, motherfucker, of human beings. If you weren't fucking them, well, your ancestors, not you. If your ancestors wasn't fucking them, you was 
making brothers and sisters fuck each other and mamas and sons fuck each other. Because you wanted that stop. You're good at breeding things. I see you breed hogs and cows and shit, horses. You're good at that genetic shit. <clears throat> but to make a propaganda film back then, to portray black people as communists, when all they want is their goddamn rights to sit where they want, to eat where they want, to shit where they want, to be treated like human beings, we have to be called communists. My ancestors was communists. Martin Luther King was a socialist, communist, nigga, whatever, fuck, y'all just start rubbing stamping it. What you did to Barack Obama, that's why you put Donald Trump in the White House. So I want you guys just to listen a little bit more of this, because a lot of you, you don't know what's going on, so I got to feed you some goddamn pieces and bits and pieces of CRT. And a lot of people did a lot of work out here, but the brother who found this, uh, this shit, he's a sick son of a bitch, because... He don't even understand that this is for freedom. I don't know what fucking island or planet he's from, but take that conservative shit somewhere, nigga. In Jersey City, in Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Chicago, all within a few days of each other, it was as though an unseen hand had given the signal. Then, on August 18, 1965, guns replaced nightsticks in the hands of law enforcement officers as the Watts area of Los Angeles literally burst into a cauldron of insurrection. Thousands of rioters roamed the streets both night and day, smashing and looting. And Doesn't that sound like um, the Rodney King riot? The same narrative, right? Oh my God, the niggers are rioting and looting and acting a fool. Remember that? And there was white boys out there with paint on their faces, black paint, and hoodies on, burning shit. Because let me tell you something. The giveaway is black folks, we don't waste gas. And setting the torch to over 50 square miles of the city, hidden snipers held police and firefighters at bay as fires raged unabated. At least 35 Americans died in the violence and gunfire. Nobody had, back then, you research it, that's a lie. See, that's how they was scaring the fuck out of white people back then. That's why Richard Nixon became president four years later, after he assassinated Bobby Martin, you know, the usual Martin, Bobby. He already took out John. And when this was done, 66, Malcolm is dead. Martin died in 68. Richard Nixon become president in 69. See where I'm going with this? We never knew that there was Nazis in America. We never heard about Father Flanagan and the silver shirts. We knew there was the Ku Klux Klan, but we never know that there were senators and representatives that was Nazis, sympathizers. Never taught us that because we were asleep. If you told us the truth, we would have seen that Charles Lindbergh was a goddamn traitor.
If it's told us the truth, we'll find out that Eleanor Roosevelt was a lesbian. If we're taught the truth, that we know that the Citizen Council is nothing more than Southern segregationists who believe in that stupid bullshit that call white supremacy. See, if we don't call this shit out and tell people what we're up against, we're going to keep repeating this shit. My grandkids are going to repeat it. There's a lot of people out there are not racist. I'm not knocking all Anglo-Saxons. I'm just knocking the ones who's going along with the bullshit. The ones who know what it is and acting like it doesn't exist. I'm going to give you a little bit more before I close the show out. It was bad and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. While some leaders say Trump's racism is unprecedented. We've had racists and they've existed. They've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. The truth is that racism has always been a central problem in U.S. politics. But why and how did the GOP, the party of Lincoln, become a political home for white nationalists over the last few decades? Let's lay down the basics first. What is white nationalism? According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, white nationalist groups like the KKK or neo-Nazis believe that white identity and upholding that identity should be the organizing principle of the United States and other countries in the West. In order to really understand how the GOP went from this to this, we have to start here. In 1854, the birth year of the Republican Party, it was founded after a law passed that would have made it easier for more slave states to join the Union. The new party stood against both the expansion of slavery and the power of the southern slaveholding class. The abolitionist wing of the Republican Party, known as the Radical Republicans, pushed Lincoln towards emancipation by the end of the Civil War. After the war, these Republicans also helped pass the Reconstruction Acts and other laws to protect the rights of African Americans in the South. During Reconstruction, more than half a million black men became eligible to vote. For the most part, they voted Republican, since that was the party they associated with their newfound freedom. So during, of course, Reconstruction, it was a true coalition. The State House in South Carolina became majority black. But then, in 1877, Reconstruction ended. After Northern troops were withdrawn from the South, violent groups like the KKK were able to gain political power. And soon after, Jim Crow laws were enacted. When white power is restored in the South and the voting suppression eliminates black participation, you start to see Republicans also kind of lose their steam. Republican parties in some Southern states then began to purge black leadership. They felt like at that time, the Southern you know, bloc is so strong in Congress that African-Americans kind of become a people without a party for a little while. By the start of the Great Depression, the Republican Party had started to lose the majority support they received from black voters. In the 1920s, uh, when Herbert Hoover did not respond to calls for an anti-lynching bill, that's when you get the first African-American saying maybe this, you know, loyalty we have to the party of Abraham Lincoln is something we should question. After World War II, Democrats began to embrace desegregation and civil rights setting up political conflicts to come. White Southern Democrats were infuriated by the party's inclusion of civil rights and its platform for the 1948 election. Many of them stormed out of that year's party convention, 
then defected to form the state's rights Democratic Party, also known as the Dixiecrats. They nominated former South Carolina Governor Storm Thurmond as their candidate, and actually managed to carry four states in the Deep South. The Dixiecrats ultimately failed to stop Truman from winning the White House, but this is still important to note because... I'm sure that's when Republican strategists started kind of thinking, should we try to pick up some of those disaffected voters? The same tensions over civil rights that occurred under the Democrats in 48 began to fracture the Republicans some 16 years later. That's because the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which would outlaw discrimination of Americans based on, for example, race and ethnicity, became a divisive issue during that year's contentious GOP presidential primary. Conservatives in the party lined up behind Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater, who became the party's nominee. Goldwater is going to make a huge push through the South. It's called Operation Dixie. Strom Thurmond of South Carolina is going to flip. First one to switch his party ID. Goes on the stump. Right for Goldwater. He's going to win the Deep South state. Goldwater was eventually defeated by LBJ, but this loss was a pivotal moment for realigning the Republican Party towards the largely white conservative movement and the South. The GOP's efforts to really push back against leveling the racial playing field, it's not just about the South, but that was the map. They had to break that stronghold to have a chance of winning an electoral map. Political agendas based on white fears and opposition to civil rights continued to play a greater role in the Republican Party in the late 60s and early 70s. For example, Richard Nixon did this for the 1968 presidential election. He has to kind of reach those voters based on their racial fears without talking about race. And he's very cunning at figuring out ways to do that. Like, for example, in his convention speech in 1968, he says, The first civil right of every American is to be free from domestic violence, and that right must be guaranteed in this country. And the reason it's so clever is he's saying, no, you are a victim of your civil rights being violated. You know, civil rights shouldn't be something that's about black people. It's really about white people. After Nixon won the 1968 election, he continued to exploit divisions in American society through his use of dog whistles. Dog whistle, an expression or statement that has a secondary meaning intended to be understood only by a particular group of people. In 1969, when he's president, he gives a very famous speech in which he says, To you. The great, silent majority of my fellow Americans, I ask for your support. The reason that's so clever and why that's kind of a racist dog whistle is because African Americans in America and also Hispanics are referred to as minorities. And these dog whistles started to become a regular occurrence in the Republican Party. Republicans have used um, this idea that Democrats uh, steal elections in big cities uh, especially among minority voters, they use that to delegitimize election results with increasing frequency. Of course, you can't really talk about dog whistles and shifts in the Republican Party without talking about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan is incredibly skilled at the same time proclaiming America's racial innocence and saying that there really isn't even really a problem. We've kind of solved this problem and it's all kind of individual hearts and minds anyway. And also backing policy positions that are quite harmful to African-Americans. Reagan ended up getting 71% of the vote from those who most strongly opposed efforts to improve conditions for African-Americans. 
Lee Atwater, one of Reagan's strategists, later described how GOP operatives used dog whistles to appeal to racists covertly. When Reagan's vice president, George H.W. Bush, ran for the presidency eight years later, he retained Lee Atwater as a strategist. This is another thing people don't often realize, but, you know, it's some of the same strategists, right? So who runs Ronald Reagan's Southern campaign and gets him to push on states' rights? That's the young Paul Manafort. He's a Southern field director. The conservative faction's position was also supported by right-wing media. Research has shown that as Fox News was rolled out across the country in the late 90s, its introduction led to conservative voters supporting Republican politicians and policies. Slowly, 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 until basically by the 1990s, uh, almost all Republicans are conservatives. And uh, the number of Democrats who uh, have their old kind of loyalties to the old way life of the South and are conservative are vanishingly few. By then, the Republican Party had completed its realignment. Republican conservatives increasingly used tactics like gerrymandering and voter ID laws to shape the electorate. Suppressing voters of color became a consistent strategy used to eke out electoral wins as demographics shifted across the country. The George W. Bush Justice Department Civil Rights Division actually filed the first voting discrimination suit on behalf of white voters. That's a first in the history of the Voting Rights Act. That's one of the reasons the Republican Party is, is what they call election security, which basically means creating this narrative that um, people are uh, fraudulently registering and voting, this narrative that is supported by no evidence whatsoever. So if white nationalism in the GOP is immune, how is Trump's presidency different than his predecessors? Well, rather than relying on dog whistles, Trump has made explicitly racist comments and appointed advisors with white nationalist ties. He won the presidency by winning the white demographic. A majority of white male and white female voters cast their ballot for Trump. At the same time, he lost the minority vote by larger margins than any other president in at least 40 years. It also seems like Trump's team has ignored the responsibility of governing those who did not vote for the president. The administration reportedly only took COVID-19 seriously once it saw that, quote, our people in red states were being affected. This is the part that's new, right? So before that, I don't know what people heard, what they said privately, but they were the president for the whole country. And they did not talk like that. I mean, you don't see, you know, George W. being like, well, 9-11, New York's a blue state, right? I mean, you just don't see that. So that's, that's next level. While Trump echoed Nixon's calls for law and order in response to recent uprisings against police violence, Politicians running many of our nation's major cities have put the interests of criminals above the rights of law-abiding citizens. There's growing evidence that the whole dog whistle system, you know, uh, might not be able to survive Donald Trump. I mean, if you look at the polling, it's white suburbanites who are uh, declaring their allegiance to the racial justice agenda in numbers that are unprecedented. Looking beyond the 2020 election, it's hard to figure out whether or not younger Republicans will continue to push the increasingly unpopular politics of white supremacy. But so far, it seems Republicans may have decided that their politics don't need to be popular. And for now, Trump's line is a useful tool for hanging on to power. Is it? 
I study history uh, almost daily, and I can tell you this country, uh, if we aren't careful, uh, going to repeat some history uh, that's not pleasant. Elaborate on that. We just we see an open fight with the media. Everything is fake news unless uh, it is favorable toward this president. We've heard open discussions by him referring to himself as the law enforcer in chief. That We don't have that kind of stuff in this country. That's the kind of stuff that took place after 1932 in Germany. And I do believe that this country, this electorate, is not definitive in this election this year. This country could very well go the way of Germany in the 1930s. I really seriously feel that. A year ago, you said that Trump and his family are the greatest threats to democracy of my lifetime. As a student of history, how would four more years be so debilitating to democracy or the things that you care about? During his State of the Union address, Trump told 31 lies, full of half of those lies. The Republican side of the aisle standing up and cheering. They knew that was not true, but they cheered him on. I really believe that um, the people of Germany knew Hitler, Hitler was lying, but they cheered him on. And before they knew it, they no longer had a chancellor, but a dictator. I, anything that's happened before can happen again. That's pretty stark terms, right? You're comparing Republicans to Nazis, right? And you're comparing no, him to Hitler, or, the, or the, the dynamic. The dynamics. The dynamics. What happened to your Republican friends? Help me understand, like, the Republicans who you know are, are privately pretty uh, critical of, of Trump. Like, how did they get to the point where they go along or they applaud or get to the point where you'd even say, listen, like, there's parallels to, to what happened in Germany to what we're seeing here? I don't know what happened. Uh, I know the first about, I think the poster child for that would be Lynch Graham. If I offended some of you, I'm not sorry. Because I'm tired of apologizing for something that our ancestors and we didn't do. We didn't enslave millions of people for our economic gain. We didn't devalue human life, the three-fifths of a human. Our ancestors was nothing more than beast of burden to you to do what you please with them. And that's sad. We are human beings.